Hey there, folks. Before we get into today's podcast, I'd like to thank our host this week, KGRG, for letting us use their studios for this double episode week. Head over to KGRG.com to check out what's new with Today's Rock. It's a nonprofit, non-commercial college radio station that is completely managed and staffed by students at Green River College in Auburn, Washington, about 30 miles south of Seattle. All of KGRG's content, including music selection, production, promotions, specialty programming, and web content, are all curated in-house by student DJs and management. This is radio for the kids, by the kids. It's also where both Killing Spree and myself got our start in broadcasting and still consider it to be home. Uh, So if you want to be a part of the next generation of broadcasters, registration for summer and fall quarters open soon. Head over to greenriver.edu for more information. And once you're there, sign up for Journalism 110 to be live on the KGRG airwaves in two weeks. And if you're interested in digital radio and podcasting, check out Journalism 120 with my mentor and award-winning journalist Charlie Harger and to be a part of Green River's online and AM radio station, KGRG 1, your classic alternative, which is where we're recording this week's episode. And I just want to give you a heads up that we forgot to give any kind of spoiler warnings at the top as we got into our conversations about the movies we're covering. So you can consider this to be your fair language and spoiler warning from this week's guest co-host, Killing Spree. Fucking spoilers! (laughs) Do that one more time. That was awesome. (laughs) Fucking spoilers! Mike Cybert Radio is an independent podcast. The views and opinions expressed are those of the host and the guests only and do not necessarily reflect those of any broadcasters that any of us either have been, am now, or will be affiliated with. Enjoy the show! Welcome back to Mike Seibert Radio. If you'd like to get a hold of me, I am at Mike Seibert Radio on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Or you can write into the mailbag, MikeSeibertRadio at gmail.com. This is the podcast radio show where I talk about stuff and things that are on my mind every week. And uh, double episode week continues from the uh, KGRG studios here at Green River College. And uh, I am joined here in the... uh, uh, um, The uh, AM booth. We've moved. I I was going to say the uh, scenic question mark uh yeah no we we are in the studios of kgrg1 your classic alternative or uh, kgrg am um so yeah we've uh we, we thought we would make it a point to uh visit all of the, the studios and, here and not because management came in and needed to use one of the rooms we were using no not <laughs> not, not at, at all. all that that's no that's that's not a thing that that didn't even happen oh man i uh, i i have a funny story about that before we get going it's it's i'm still uh um uh very very embarrassed so here's here's the thing so um oh i haven't introduced my guest uh please give it up to uh, a returning guest co-host killing spree yo what up 
<laughs> Very good. So now that that's out of the way. Um, no, um, uh, before we started recording, um, had the occasion to uh, to uh, uh, have restroom break, as as people like like to do. And here, here at the radio station, there are exactly two restrooms. One for the Malays and one for the Fumales. So and, and both restrooms are single stall. Yes. And with the uh, men's room specifically, there's no door. So yeah. it is it is a single occupancy and there was a uh, um uh you were using the men's room and I thought I thought about well I have two choices here. I can wait or I can roll the dice with a with, with my future here. Well, as Ian Malcolm what once so eloquently put it, when you gotta go, you gotta go. <laughs> so, so go. I went um, to uh, uh, the 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 women's restroom, the ladies' room, uh, the AKA the one with a door on the stall. But it's the same thing, single occupancy, just like the men's room. And I, uh, <laughs> when when I uh, came out of the stall. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Management was there. <laughs> it cracked me up. I'm still laughing about it because I, it was like, "Hi, how uh, how's how is it going? Please don't call well, the police." At the time, we were the only two here. Yes, nobody else is at was at the station at this point or, or before. Right, and and it, it was uh, it was doubly awkward because uh, the the nice ladies of the uh, KGRG management. I I hadn't seen them for a while. It'd been a few months since uh, since uh, I had uh, uh, seen or been seen. So it's for for them. I'm sure it was like a terrifying daily double because it's like, oh hey Mike, so good to see you here. <laughs> oh, me running in and was way more pleasant. There's they just had. Big old grins like a kid just seen a brand new puppy. Hi! <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, uh, but yeah, fortunately, uh, uh, no authorities were called and I was uh, uh, still able to uh, complete this podcast here with uh, with you. So, um, so uh, as a double episode week uh, continues here, uh, we're, we're going to, uh, you know, if, if I was really smart and had my prep, done i i would have like you know play a little bit of the monster mash <laughs> well add it in post sure not doing that but but no uh uh because yeah we're, we're just live to tape this week but no um uh i i play a little bit of the monster mash because that that's what we're talking about here we are uh you know as we're on the last run before the avengers infinity war that that comes out uh later this week um we want to talk about a couple movies that if we don't talk about them now they're going to get left behind and yes because all the other big 2018 movies are coming are going to be coming out. Right, exactly. I mean, like in our uh, last episode, we already touched on uh, uh, Solo, not Lando, a Star Wars story, or or Dice, a Star Wars story. So, yeah. so we're not we're we're gonna keep that on the down low. But no, we're uh, we're gonna talk about uh, Pacific Rim Uprising and Rampage, which actually I think that movie should end in an exclamation point. It should be like Rampage exclamation point. It should be there in the title and on the poster. Um, and then we'll uh, uh, talk a little bit about. Uh, Jurassic World uh, Fallen Kingdom as uh, as well. Oh, yeah, the final trailer dropped uh, earlier last week. Yeah, and it's um, it's 
it, it it's cool. I I think we're about as at maximum hype. But it does spoil the goddamn movie. It is spoilery. In in a way that like even when we watched it, you warned me. You were like, "This is it's going to be super spoiler." I'm like, I, "I I I don't care." And you're like, "I'm just making sure you were warned." And I mean, like almost immediately, it's like, "Oh, hey, that's uh, so that's that's what we're doing." Yeah, but we'll get into that. Okay, very good. So, um, gosh, where where do you want to start? Do you want to? Pacific Rim came out first, so I guess going chronological order. Chronologically, yeah. Let's uh, let's talk about uh, Pacific Rim Uprising, uh, the the sequel that nobody asked for and nobody wanted, but yet we got anyway. Exactly. <laughs> so okay, now let's 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 walk it back a little bit because like when uh, Pacific Rim came out um, a couple years ago, I um I I liked it okay. Um, I, I, uh, and it's interesting because I, I always like how you and I, uh, kind of connect on these things because like, you're all about giant monsters. I'm all about giant robots. So it seems like, you know, Pacific Rim is like, like the perfect, uh, movie of, of this type to, uh, uh, kind of get into. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I liked the first one okay. You could tell that it was, uh, Guillermo del Toro was definitely, it was a, it was a labor of love and kind of like a, you know, uh, there was a lot of throwbacks and call outs to stuff he grew up on and was, uh, really excited to share. It was kind of like this weird little oddity though, because it didn't necessarily have like a marquee star to it. Well, um, uh, God, what's his face? Uh, Charlie Hunnam? Yeah, he, he, like, uh, Sons of Anarchy was still going on at the time. Right. So it's not like he was a total nobody. True. Yeah, but, uh, and it's kind of interesting because I think knowing what we know now several years later is like, uh, yeah, I mean, he, he was okay on Sons of Anarchy. Um, but yeah, that I don't know if he needs to be in movies anymore. I mean, like, did, did you ever see that that, that uh, King Arthur movie that he was in? No. Nah. Uh, you're okay. I, 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 I haven't actually sat down and watched the movie myself, but what I saw was like, um, I was on a, on a plane and I saw like a couple different times. It was a very long plane ride, but like a couple different people watched it around me. So I was kind of like looking over people's shoulders, but I never really called it up, uh, right. uh, myself and it looked pretty bad so and yeah i mean i mean charlie hunnam has about the the charisma of uh, uh burnt toast and is that why he's not in the sequel like not even mentioned not even well see and and um we'll get back we'll get back to that in a in a sec because i it's so funny but uh but yeah no i i when i when i saw the first pacific rim i was like well this is this is a a neat movie. I'm glad I saw it, but there's no way this is getting a sequel, um, especially based upon the American box office. But then it opened internationally, and then it opened in China specifically, and it's really the international market is why this uh um why this movie got a sequel. Oh, okay. Um, or, or at least as near as I could tell, because this thing tanked in America. It uh, I, I uh, yeah. What what kicked its ass in the box office? Was it like a Grown Ups or something like that? Could be. It was I, one of those really dumb comedies that I, 
Nobody can tell me why they keep getting made. <laughs> that, that are like super cheap. And, you know, I bet you it was probably like some kind of grown ups type uh, type of sequel or something like that. But, yeah, it was like it was like a bizarrely competitive uh, box office. And it, and I don't remember when it was released, but it was like released at a weird time, too, to where it didn't necessarily uh, get the opportunity to um, mainly kind of get the due that it was. Um, uh, that one. There you go. <laughs> Um, but yeah, you know, really kind of to get the, the due that it, that it really kind of deserved and it kind of just kind of sort of, um, came and went. Yeah. It it came out mid July, 2013, uh, July 12th to be exact. Oh, so middle of the summer. Yeah. See, and that's, see, maybe I have to walk that back because I would say that that would actually be a really good time for it. I don't know. But anyway, so, so inexplicably, uh, Pacific Rim gets a sequel, Pacific Rim Uprising, which uh, which we're talking about here. Um, you know, and and it and it's weird because you you have a couple uh, trade ups and trade offs. You know, you you trade out uh, uh, infinitely charismatic Idris Elba for John Boyega, <laughs> um, and then like we we talked about the lamented uh, Charlie Hunnam early. You know, you trade him out for uh, Scott Eastwood, who I think is pretty much a straight across trade. Yeah. Um, I mean, you're you're trading uh, burnt toast for burnt toast. Um, so I I do think it's kind of funny that they they um, uh, find uh, in in um, unmemorable white guys. <laughs> for yeah. for for the unremarkable white guy role, um, because yeah, I mean, I mean, the thing that that's uh, interesting about both of these movies is really how international they are. You know, they they have a you know very diverse international cast, and and it makes me wonder if maybe that's why they were so successful overseas and not necessarily. Uh, successful in America because I don't know if these are American movies. Well, it, the the original Pacific Rim, at least, they definitely have those old Japanese monster movie feel to them. But yeah. for some reason, they don't. They just don't quite have the magic that those old ones have compared to the Pacific Rim. And, and maybe it's just because of the CGI CGI heavy special effects instead of guys in a suit. Yeah, yeah, and and but, that, but, oh, yeah, good, but yeah, it's. Uh, Story-wise, it's like it calls for an international uh, cast. Mm-hmm. So, babe, I don't know. So, um, so how, how did you like the first one? I thought it was okay, except for the whole fact that the the movie blew its load in the second act. Yeah, because you had that big epic fight scene in the what was it Tokyo or uh, Hong Kong maybe. What one of those cities? I don't remember. It's been a while since I saw it. Yeah, uh, you had that big epic fight, and then you you just had that that one fight at the bottom of the Pacific Ocean mm-hmm. that you, you could actually barely see. At least when I saw it in the theater, I could hardly tell what was going on. Yeah, yeah. There's um and. There's there's a visual problem in in that first one because like the 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 big marquee fight takes place like at night in the rain, and I remember like I should be wowed by this, but I'm kind of not well, because I'm having a hard time kind of. Well, it, it does help kind of hide that it's all CGI heavy. Yeah, being at night, whereas Pacific Rim Two, it's all 
during the day. All during the day, and it's and it's right there up front. So um, let's uh, I, I guess let's start there. Um, uh, Pacific Rim Uprising, uh, the sequel. Did did you like it? It was okay, but I remember my initial reaction when I walked out. I was like, my ticket says Pacific Rim Uprising, but I could have sworn I just saw Independence Day two again. Like that, that, those, oh. those two movies are so similar. Like they even have, like they even both end with the "We're gonna kick some alien ass." Oh my God, you're right. It does have that bullshit sequel setup that we are never gonna see. Yeah, I hadn't even thought to to link those two together, but you're absolutely right because yeah, both of those have the unearned sequel setup for movies that we will never they, see. But they're also both like. Years and years after the first one, yeah. And suddenly, the alien. Well, they're they're both they both have aliens. Uh huh. But one's interdimensional, I guess. Sure. But yeah, Pacific Rim Two calls them aliens, so I'm gonna call them aliens. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they, but the the aliens come back and they have a big fight with a big giant monster that's bigger than all the other aliens or whatever. Yeah. Just like Independence Day too. <laughs> it's, Except with it's giant a combiner. Robots. Yeah, it's a combiner. It's like a like a, a Constructicon from Transformers or something. You know, they 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 put their put together. Um, but but I, but I will say in mm. in this movie's favor, uh, it it builds up to the final fight much better than the first one. Absolutely, I I feel for me at least, I, I like Pacific Rim Uprising a lot, um, a lot more than I was anticipating, because I was looking at like you know the uh, uh, the release date, you know, uh, being at the end of March, <laughs> um, and it's like I I don't or I'm sorry, middle of March or, or well, whatever, March twenty third, I think. Oh, okay, all right, I thought I had it right the first time, but uh, yeah, no, um, yeah, so kind of end of March. Kind of just kind of thrown away, and and incidentally, and this is like a huge distraction, but um, you know, it, it's so weird with um, Avengers: Affinity War coming out in like the last week of April, and I understand why why they pushed it back. Like it was originally going to be like on May fourth or something like that. But they didn't want to compete with Deadpool too. Or well, something like that. Well, that and um, it, it, it came to do with like international release dates like apparently it was going to be released internationally a week before it was going to be released in the u.s oh which that's weird i mean it's like what are we doing but yeah so so and then you know like i made made a little bit of a publicity thing about it and it's the whole thing's confusing but my my point being is like it, it seems like at this point and it's it's not even the end of april and i feel like at this point we've already had several summer type movies it's it's almost like uh, we're getting christmas stuff early yeah well and and it's weird because like i mean i i don't have like you know what else is coming out i mean obviously we have uh deadpool 2 we've got you know a star wars movie and things like that but i have no idea what's coming out in say august you know right. why not put out something like a pacific rim uprising or a rampage or something like that instead of like in like late winter early spring put that stuff out in august because i don't know about you but i'm still going to want to be going to the movies in august well well do you think that maybe they at least in these rampage and pacific rims instance uh-huh. maybe they're doing that now instead of competing against jurassic world 2 potentially having the same success that jurassic the first Jurassic yeah. World had, yeah. Well, and and it could be uh, monster fatigue too. 
Yeah. yeah. What I mean is like, you know, it's like, well, if I have the chance to go see Jurassic World over, say, Pacific Rim Uprising, I'm going to see Jurassic World. Right. If I have the choice to see, you know, Rampage or Avengers Infinity War, I'm probably going to go see the Avengers. Right. You know, so, but I guess in a sense... The the thing I was thinking, it's like I would almost prefer that these come out later, okay. where it's like, you know, after I've seen the Avengers, oh, hey, there's this Pacific Rim movie that, that's just kind of chilling. I'll, you know, kill an afternoon watching that. Right. Um, but but yeah, I mean, that's that, that's just kind of like a weird uh, rumination on uh, movie release dates. It, it feels like. Um, well, shoot, actually, I, I, I almost said something funny. I was going to say that uh, um, it. At this point, we're going to get start seeing summer movies in February, completely forgetting that Black Panther came out in February. Right. Um, now, that's... Say, that movie, you'd think, would have been a summer movie. Absolutely. But you've got the... Well, you've got Avengers Infinity War, but then like in July or something, you have Ant-Man and the Wasp. So I you completely ha- forgot about that Yeah, one. exactly. You, you have a... So, I mean, it's a stacked summer. So, again, are you going to go see Pacific Rim Uprising or are you going to see Ant-Man and the Wasp? You know, it, it's it's one of these weird things. So, I guess I understand why they pushed it back, but I just it, – it's 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 just a weird problem to have these movies coming out so early. Um, I don't know. But but anyway, I, uh, um, I, I, I really liked uh, Pacific Rim Uprising, and I feel like it improves – more or less on everything from the first one in that like you know we talked about like the like the fights were like at night in the rain and that that's basically like the end of it i mean not, i'm sorry not the end of it but that but that's you know where they they blow their entire load of effects and that's you know the whole whole damn thing and it just kind of just kind of ends this as you just said it it ramps up to a pretty darn satisfying climax and I I liked um you know like a, uh the way the Jaegers were portrayed. I liked that. Well and and I guess I I also have to kind of wear my bias, you know, obviously I'm a huge uh, fan of Transformers and that's what kind of like seeing some of like the the uh for lack of a better term personality in some of the Jaegers. I kind of saw some of the stuff that I'm missing from those Michael Bay Transformers movies in that like you know they're they're distinct they have distinctive colors and you know you you can tell them apart yeah and i and i i really liked that and i really appreciated that um but yeah no i i had a i i had a blast with this it was it was actually really uh really cool yeah it, i thought it was okay mhm but same with the first one it was kind of just a little lukewarm it didn't quite have the magic that the monster movies that I grew up with have, and that might just be uh, being spoiled by classics like Gojira, King sure. Kong, or Terror, Mechagodzilla, Mafra, mm-hmm. all that stuff. Gotcha. So, um, w- one thing I get, I guess we have to talk about. I mean, we have to talk about the people that are in this movie. Oh right, there were people in this. There, movie. there are people in this movie, and I, I tell you what, you know, for as much as I was saying that I liked the movie, it almost lost me at the beginning because, like, we we're doing this John Boyega narration, and I'm just like, oh, if this is what this movie is, I may not be able to hang with this. I just found it weird that, oh, the the uh, the general dude from the first movie. Oh, he had a son? I sure. thought he just had the adopted daughter. Right. It's like, 
Oh, that would have been okay. Yeah, well, and and that's the thing. Now we we've talked about movies in terms of like you know I I think I think we can separate movies that are fun with movies that are objectively good. You know, mm-hmm. pre- preferably they're both. This movie is not good. It's not good. No. It's fun, but yeah, I mean there there are there are plot holes that you can pilot a several story giant robot Jaeger through. I mean yeah. the the plot holes are, are are much bigger than the dimensional rift in the uh, in the Pacific Rim or the, the one in Mount Fuji. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, I mean and, and and I guess that's another thing. I guess we have to own up front. I mean there there's some stuff that is downright stupid in this movie also. Yeah, like how uh, I guess the whole reason the monsters were they weren't just going in to destroy uh, civilization. They were also looking to go. They were all trying to migrate to Mount Fuji. Yeah. Yet it <laughs> seemed like in the uh, the original, they weren't all heading towards Mount Fuji. Like, say, when they were on, whether it be in Australia or the U.S. Right. It seemed like they were going inland. Yeah. Yeah. They were, they were like, rising from the oceans and walking inland now. Yeah. It's like, yeah. If they, if, <laughs> I, I can't remember where exactly in the Pacific Ocean the the rift was, but you sure. think it, when they come out of the rift, they would go towards Japan, not right. San Francisco or Sydney. <laughs> yeah, which is pretty much the wrong direction. I mean, it I, makes I, I no guess if sense. They were go, going to take the long way around. <laughs> there you go. But yeah, I mean, I mean, there's there's just some some laughable plot contrivances here, but but again, it doesn't prevent it from being fun. No, I think no. now one of, one of the things that I think made this um, not necessarily click and resonate with audience is is uh it's a young cast there's a whole bunch of kids in this movie oh yeah and you think they were going after the uh hunger game crowd i think so <laughs> and and i don't think they really captured that very well because really the, okay so like you know uh the the whole uh the the conceit of a lot of the conceits in this movie don't make a lot of sense it, it doesn't make any sense that there's only like six of these robots it doesn't make sense that there are this few pilots that i mean i mean i guess i understand you know the the whole training aspect of it that part of it makes sense but what doesn't make sense is that like when the um uh, you know the 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 base is attacked and all the other pilots are killed that those are like the only pilots it it just yeah it, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense yeah you, you'd think They'd have a contingency, right, of some sort. At least in Independence Day too, they had a. It seemed like they had a well fought out defense. If the aliens ever returned, it seemed sure. in Pacific Rim. However, it was like with Ghostbusters too. It's like yeah, the first happened, and we completely forgot about it, and we <laughs> moved on. Yeah, because I mean, this is supposed to be like ten years after the first one, something and, like that. Yeah, and and you know, within the plot of the first one, you know, all of the Jaegers were destroyed. That I get that. So, you know, obviously there's some they re- not rebuilt them or rebuilt new ones. Well, and and that's what they did. They they rebuilt I, well, new I ones. I should say more. Yeah, that's that's the problem. It's like and and the thing that that's also kind of struck me as kind of weird is, you know, I mentioned that, you know, the internationalness of of kind of this world is that, you know, like in in the first one 
it seemed like there were Jaegers and pilots that were distinctive to that part of the world. So, like, you know, you have, like, the the Chinese contingent, you have the Russians, you have the Australian, each with their own, you know, uh, unique style of robot. And, you know, it, so, and, and they actually, like, came in from those different parts of the world. Here, everybody's just kind of... I, I don't even remember where the base is, but but they're all just kind of there. Right. And it's more, I mean, sure, the robots are distinctive, like I said before. And yes, I, I understand that they're mechs or mecha or wh- wh- whatever you want to call them. I just call them robots because I just like calling them robots. Um, I do understand the difference. Don't at me. <laughs> but but no, uh, they're, they're distinctive. But they're not distinctive in the way that they were in the first one. Okay. I mean, like, like the like the the Russian one in in the first one looks like you know it just came out of like Chernobyl. It looks like a you know a, a you know a, a distinctively Russian type of type of thing. Yeah. And whereas here, I mean, they were cool, but yeah, not not as internationally distinctive is I, I think is is maybe what uh maybe what I was looking for there. But yeah, no, the um um uh the acting is not great in this movie. By no. really anybody. No, but I I expect that from giant right. monster movies that I, right. nobody goes there for Oscar worthy performances. <laughs> they go there to see monsters destroy stuff. True. And and, and that's that I think is where it's strongest. Like, um, I, I talked about the John Boyega narration at the beginning, but like, as soon as we get out of that and he runs into the girl with her own, she's, she's, you know, constructed her own Jaeger and all that. I liked that scene. I liked the chase. I liked, I, I liked all that. Cause yeah. I'm like, yeah, do more of this. If this is what the movie is, then I am here for this because like, you know, you're, you're expanding the world and you're showing stuff that really wasn't. A component of the first movie, you know, you, you you can demonstrate that there are different sizes of Jaegers and and things like that. I I I thought that was really, um, really neat. And and in fact, actually, I just now thought of this. Like, remember at like the the beginning of the movie where uh you know the they escape in her homemade Jaeger and this other um the other Jaeger stops them. Yeah, that robot never shows up again. Where where was that in like the 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 fighting and stuff? I I just I, never I thought, thought that, it. Was that not the new gypsy? No, I don't think so. It had it had a totally different had had oh, a different I, name. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> or or maybe maybe it was taken out by the evil robot at the uh, at in at the Australia sequence. I don't remember. But maybe <laughs> I just I it was just weird. We were just talking and I just thought of that. It's like because like again, one of the criticisms is like, how come there aren't more of them? Wait a minute, there was a, there was one that we saw earlier in the movie. <laughs> but uh but anyway, and um you know, it, you know, since since we're uh, talking a little bit about um that that character I don't know any of these characters' names, by the way. I I um outside of John Boyega and Scott Eastwood I think everybody. Oh, and and of course, uh, 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 Charlie Day in in yeah. this. Um, but no, I, I want to talk about the the uh, uh, the little girl character for for a minute. This is really kind of her movie, and I and I think it's kind of weird that the 
that the solicitation didn't really portray that because I mean she has like a character arc. I keep hitting this microphone. I'm I'm the worst. Uh, but no, I mean she has like a character arc and kind of has agency of her own and and I I I liked I liked her character and I liked like uh, what they did with it. I don't remember her very well. To be okay. Most of these characters were forgettable. Sure, yeah, yeah. And, it's and like Charlie Day was the only one that stood out, but that was more because he was the central villain. Right. And okay, so let's let's uh um stick to that. What would you think of that? Is that the the villain twist? I thought that was weird. Yeah. I mean I mean it was it was kind of neat as like, like a he, twist, he, I guess, he, but he, it just seemed weird. Like he kept they he was able to keep a brain or a part <laughs> of a brain or whatever organ that was. Yeah. And Continued, uh, I don't even know what they call it when they drift. Uh, yeah, when yeah, they it, drift. Yeah, yeah. And okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought I thought that was kind of uh, um, an, an interesting choice in in a movie that has a lot of weird, interesting choices. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean, I mean, for me, I mean, the the highlight was obviously the climax. It was kind of interesting how, again, you know, plot conveniences that the that uh, uh, apparently uh, the city is very easily and quickly evacuated. I like that. Oh, yeah, they, they did the whole Batman v Superman thing, didn't they? <laughs> yeah, they really okay. did. Yeah, see, in that that way, you can show you know seventy five nine elevens and still uh, you know be okay because apparently uh, everybody managed to escape to that one underground uh, bunker hatch thing. Right. Um, again, a lot of a lot of plot con- uh, contrivances, but but again, I. I, I I gotta say I I liked the uh, uh, the the fight at the end. I liked how you know they they portrayed the uh, combat with the Jaegers. Uh, you know, and and the thing that that I I um, again I'm more of a robot guy than a monster guy, but um, one of the things that I think this the Pacific Rim universe kind of suffers from is that the the creatures are not distinctive enough, or at least well, I don't think so. Well, I'm glad you brought that up because mm-hmm. I was just thinking about how you were talking about how the robots in this movie weren't mm-hmm. distinctive. That's the same with the for the monsters in this movie because mm-hmm. in the first Pacific Rim, they felt, or at least the ones that we saw at the beginning and leading up to uh, yeah. Tokyo or wherever, mm-hmm. th- they were all very distinct looking. Like you had Knife Head, yeah. uh, the Leatherback one, the one that could fly. Yeah, they had cool names and everything. Yeah, it was but These ones, or well, they... The monsters they brought in, they were only there for, like, the third act. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's true. I guess we should touch on that real quick. That the, <laughs> uh, Charlie Day, he's <laughs> under the control of the uh, the aliens. Right. And he's able... Well, I guess there's a... I can't remember her name, but she runs this company, and she's basically trying to make uh, Jaegers that mm-hmm. don't need pilots in them, but rather they can be at an isolated location. Yeah. And... Control yeah. the robots remotely. Yeah, it's a drone program, yeah. basically. But basically, the uh, these robots all have uh, Jaeger brains or something <laughs> or parts in them. Yes, and they they, they all turn. Uh huh. They destroy some of the Jaegers or or whatever, and then they go to uh, various spots along the Pacific Rim, and they open up portals. Yes. Oh, right, right. And only like three monsters are able to get through. Mm-hmm. And I don't well, yeah. even remember what they look like. 
Yeah, they, they were all pretty indistinguishable. Yeah, I mean, it, it's funny we we hadn't even touched on the uh, uh, the 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 monster Jaeger uh, hybrids, which I thought was kind of cool. I mean, get it gets a little Evangelion there for for well, a minute there, but I, uh, but that's I fine. It, I thought it worked enough because I was worried yeah. like. How can you justify a sequel when the uh, the portal was closed in the first movie? Right. So I'm I'm glad they found a way to make it plausible mm-hmm, rather mm-hmm. than just oh there there's another uh, portal magically <laughs> or we we couldn't close it for yeah. some reason. Yeah. Um, and yeah, you know the the whole let's go to Mount Fuji thing was like super stupid. Yeah, that that was stupid. <laughs> I mean, it was like the only. Well, I mean, they found a way to kind of like pay off the the uh, plot point earlier about like the the uh, volatility of the of the kaiju blood or whatever. Because because like the 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 doctor guy wanted to make like rocket boosters with using like kaiju blood as fuel and they're like oh yeah, so it's so explosive ha- or yeah because so, it would reduce the uh, response time of having to fly in the Jaegers via helicopter yeah which in itself as far as the delivery system is pretty stupid it yeah. is pretty bad uh, but yeah it's oh man it's funny because like for for saying that I like this movie I'm finding a whole lot of a lot of stuff to to really kind of shit on um I I liked that I mean you mentioned the the industrialist lady I liked that they kind of set her up as being kind of like a villain and almost could have been the big bad and turns out she wasn't yeah I I, I thought that was kind of a cool um uh character turn yeah. there yeah I was trying to figure out how, what would be her motivation for her Helping Jaegers or doing something, or not Jaegers, doing something that would be beneficial to the kaiju. Yeah, yeah. It turns out it wasn't. Yeah. But yeah, and and yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm just, I'm just now thinking about like the whole climax of the movie where like we're flying into space and just, I, I, uh, they were doing a super punch. <laughs> and that's what it comes down to is just a freaking well placed super punch takes care of the giant monster. God, that is stupid. God, it, is this movie secretly like really stupid? Well, let's I mean, be honest I, here. They're both big dumb movies, but that's what jerks go. That, you, you know, you know that going in, like it's gonna be a big dumb movie. So let's have fun. Yeah, and and so yeah, so from that aspect, I got out of it exactly what I was looking for. Yeah. Um. And yeah, but but damn, just talking about it now with you, it's just like oh. This movie is not. I I remember it being stupid, but I'm like, oh, this is really stupid. Why do I like this? Uh, <laughs> Same reason a lot of people still like trans or not Transformers, uh, Power Rangers. Oh sure. <laughs> oh, that's a good call. That's a good call. Hey, hey, you ever watch those shows uh, recently? <laughs> no. They're, well, not. I should say the new current Power Rangers, but I mean, like, go back and watch the old ones. Not recently. No, I. Uh, I, I, I I don't think I can. I I've don't think I've been. Clips and it's yeah. like, oh wow, wow, yeah. this is dumb. Well, see, and I remember. See, and this is like kind of like a generational thing because, like, when when Power Rangers came around, I was 
almost in high school. Oh, okay. So I was kind of like at the at the the. Um, you weren't in the right age group. I wasn't in. The, so it was one of those things where, like you know, my younger cousins would watch it, and I would be like, "What the hell is this?" And you know, I was at the right age where I'm just like, "Oh, this, this is fucking stupid." But then it 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 was really kind of like endearing in its own way. It's like, oh, I I kind of see what they're doing there. I I remember going to see that that first movie the Ivan Ooze one and actually kind of liking it I'm like I'm like this isn't half bad it's kind of okay that CG I, always, I only saw it once I barely remember it that CG does not hold up it is so bad most 90s CGI doesn't oh man it's so bad but um but anyway yeah no I just um uh, I got a I got out of Pacific Rim Uprising what I was uh what I was looking for um we're not getting another sequel to this, right? I didn't think we were going to get a sequel to the first one. Yeah, fair <laughs> enough. Fair enough. Right. Well, and I just I don't I don't know if this world is deep enough to to tell more stories. All you really could do is just tell one more movie where they go to the alien dimension and kill them. Yeah, that's really all. I, that's really all you can do. Yeah. There's, there's, beyond that, it's like. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so one thing we hadn't uh, uh, really, really gotten into. I mean, there's really not a lot to get into in this movie, obviously. But, uh, but yeah, it is. It is kind of interesting that that you uh, swap out um, uh, Charlie Hunnam for Scott Eastwood, and and it was so something you had said earlier um, about he doesn't. I thought when John Boyega gives his speech. I thought, because uh, I don't remember the character's name, so I couldn't tell or not, but I thought he, like, name-checked a couple characters, and I could have swore that maybe maybe that was one of them. But... Maybe he did, and I just went over my head. Well, because, like, I, I've heard I've heard several people say, oh, yeah, he didn't even get name-checked. I'm like, I thought he kind of did, but I can't confirm or deny that. Uh, right. But, yeah, no, um, yeah, I, I'm just... I mean, at least Will Smith got name checked in Independence Day too. Fair enough. Yeah, good point. <laughs> oh man, um, let's see the the uh, oh the, there was and this is terribly insensitive that I'm saying like kind of like out of sequence now, but like I um so so the character of uh, uh, Maku shows up from from the from the first movie. Yeah, and. On one hand, I thought it was cool that you know, like you you see at least a returning character, any returning character. That that's kind Besides of fine. Besides the two doctors, yeah, the comic relief. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, <laughs> so bad. I um I, she mercifully gets uh killed off relatively early in the movie, and I'm kind of okay with that because one of the uh, challenges I had with the first movie is I, um. With her accent, she's very difficult to understand. Okay. I, I found myself struggling through that first movie. I'm like, what is this lady saying? And sure enough, she shows up in this movie. I'm like, I mean, because I, I don't want to be that guy and be like, you know. That's racist. Exactly. I don't want to be that guy. But but I was having the same. I'm like, what is this lady saying? Not only do I not uh, having a, a difficult time with the accent, but also homegirl can't act. I mean, it's just like, I'm sorry. I'm just like. Yeah, she. Going way off topic here. Yeah, like, I have, sure. Back when the Ghost in the Shell movie was announced. Yeah. Or it was announced that Scarlett Scar- Scar- Johansson was starring. 
I got in an argument with a fr- friend about it. It's like, okay, tell me, uh, tell me some Japanese actress that would be better suited for a role. Yeah, and yeah. he name checked her. I no. Like, yeah. Oh no. <laughs> no. No. I mean, I mean, I mean the physicality. I mean, Scarlett, sure. I mean, Scarlett Johansson's not a great actress either, but no. <laughs> come on now. <laughs> That's at least Scarlett's got the <laughs> name recognition. Absolutely. Um. All comes back to uh, Ghost in the Shell. It seems. I mean, we're, we're milking that cow. Well, I think <laughs> I think that Ghost in the Shell has become the new Batman v Superman because that that used to get name checked in pretty much every episode we did. But but I think well that one though we both agree that was bad. It's a terrible terrible movie. It's so bad. Um, yeah. Okay. So um, as as we're just chewing up clock time here. Um, Anything else about Pacific Rim Uprising we want to talk about? Nah. It, it, it was all right. It, yeah. It was serviceable. Yeah. I barely remember a lot of it. Clearly. <laughs> clearly. Um, yeah, no, but it, it's it's still a light recommend for me. I mean, I mean, you'll you'll have fun with it, I think. Yeah. yeah. Uh, as, as long as you realize how inexplicably stupid it is. But, um, God, I am just trying to wrestle. I don't know if the first one was this stupid. Um kind of weird right, right after i got through saying that not, like, not so blatantly stupid ah gotcha all right so so we'll leave it there let's uh let's move on to our uh um uh next the better one. one yeah the better one motherfucking rampage <laughs> this movie was way better than it deserved to be mm-hmm. like it's a video game movie you expect it to be awful i i I think this is the best video game movie since Mortal Kombat. Yeah, I uh so wow, that that's that's you ah, ah, I I disagree, but I don't know how to articulate how I disagree. Okay, what was a better video game movie than okay, Mortal Kombat? Okay, see and that and that and therein lies the problem because objectively you are correct. Here's my problem. I'm having a hard time um, seeing Rampage as a video game movie. The reason for that is that it's, you know, there there are some adaptations that are, you know, we, we talked a lot about adaptations in, like, the uh, last episode when we were talking about, like, you know, reboots versus remakes and all of that other stuff. There's barely any connective tissue between this movie and... And the video game, well, and, that's, and that's that's kind of my problem with it. Well, it's for the younger audience that <laughs> may, might not have been old enough to frequent an arcade that had the original Rampage. Right. Rampage, the video game, is a very simplistic arcade game where you either yep. play as a giant wolf monster, a mm-hmm. lizard that's basically Godzilla, mm-hmm. or a giant gorilla. Yep. And the the object of the game is to destroy all the buildings like it's a single screen it doesn't change very much yep and you also fight the army like they can do damage to you and yep. you you heal or regain life by eating people yep that's it <laughs> it's a very simplistic game true like it, it's duck hunt level at simplicity or simplicity yeah you it's know it's not like a resident evil or silent hill where it has a a story to it so, gotcha. So, so that's kind of like with this movie. It's like, there's not a lot to go off of besides the si- simplicity of mo- giant monsters destroying stuff. 
Right. And and it delivers on that in in the same way that I would say Pacific Rim Uprising delivers on that. That that's that's why we kind of wanted to pair these two movies together and kind of talk about them yeah. uh, uh, from that context. But and 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 I fully acknowledge this is totally nitpicking because I I was you know I've been thinking about this uh, um, on and off. Is I'm I'm having a hard time with it being kind of like in that video game movie pantheon because like the characters don't even really resemble. What I mean, like, like George is not an albino ape in the video game. He just looks no. like a gorilla. You know, because like you, know, you talked about you know the lizard being kind of Godzilla. Like these are you know the video game versions of the characters are is um, analogous with you know what whatever uh, you know like King Kong, Godzilla, or or giant wolf, I guess. But but without getting sued. You know, so you call it George, you know, you call it Lizzie, you know, just, you know, things like that where, um, you know, so it's not specifically King Kong, but it's clearly King Kong. It's clearly King Kong and it's clearly Godzilla and clearly some kind of wolf monster named Ralph. <laughs> but uh, but no. And and so so that's where well, I, I guess the beginning of kind of my my because like when when you made that statement that it's the best video game movie since Mortal Kombat I I I, I can't I can't name you one better um but I was like yeah but it has so little connectivity to what the game is well, well I, not a lot it's, it's a hard one well just to reiterate my point there's not a lot to lift from the video game yes it's not like again it's not like resident evil or, right. or even mortal Kombat, mm-hmm. where there's a lot there's a an established lore to mm-hmm. lift from i mean they, they even changed uh how these monsters became monsters like right. in the video game you're people that turn into monsters mm-hmm. like when you when you get defeated in the game you revert back to a yeah you a shrink person. back down yeah whereas in the movie they're actual animals and they just it's this weird uh, genetically engineered virus mm-hmm. that makes m- animals turn into rampaging monsters. <laughs> Project Rampage, <Yeah. laughs> which I thought that was funny. And and there's you know I mean there's definite nods like you know well, uh, well, like all the monsters well except for Lizzie they don't name check Lizzie but it's clearly Lizzie. Yeah, see, is it though? See that that's that's where again. Well, I, where are you gonna find a? I guess if I was to pick an animal that the video game Lizzie resembled, it would have been like a Galapagos uh, iguana. Yeah, um, that that I think would have looked a lot closer than like this armadillo crocodile monster thing. Well, actually, you know what? Uh, that Liz- really kind of comes to nothing in in the whole movie. I'm- I don't. I, I thought Lizzie was great in this movie. Okay, but, all right. But, but maybe it just has to do with like she reminds me so much of Anguirus from the Godzilla movies. Hmm. You don't know who I'm talking about, do you? Not a clue. A- Anguirus was Godzilla's first versus enemy. Really? Yeah, he's basically a giant ankylosaurus. Okay. Like, just covered in spikes on his back and everything. Yeah. And Lizzie in this movie is a giant alligator. Mm-hmm. She's just covered in spikes. <laughs> Interesting. So, okay, so where where do we want to go from here? Because I, I think I've talked myself into a corner well, here. <laughs> Because there's there's a lot to there's a lot to talk about, but not a whole lot to well, unpack. <laughs> well, should we talk about the Rock? Yes. Yes. Let's talk about the Rock. Okay. So here here's here's the thing. Um, we talked earlier, like you know, there there's the um, international poster 
that that uh, you showed me earlier. Yeah, it's a it's a Japanese flyer, I think. Oh, it is okay, yeah. and it has you know the uh, all three monster characters displayed very prominently. It's it's it, it looks like an old. Uh, Japanese Godzilla movie poster. It really does. I mean, it, it looks beautifully painted. It's it's a really really cool image, but that's not how it's being marketed. It's it's being marketed. You look at the poster, and it's the Rock and, and George and a giant white ape. And yeah, so th- this is um, for. Uh, for my perspective, and actually the the way I communicated it with the the friends that we went with, it's like it, it's a Dwayne Johnson movie. It's a The Rock movie, and it happens to have monsters in it, um, which, which I'm sure is just gonna piss you right off <laughs> because, well, because like I mean I don't know it. I I think um I think Dwayne Johnson is really good in this. Oh yeah, and and I've I've made this discovery i think i've talked about this in our shows before like i over the last several years have really warmed up to uh dwayne johnson as you know what he's the choices he's making the roles he's taking and how he kind of inhabits them you know in in a way you know we um in our last episode i i laid a lot of criticism at bruce willis you know for for being so one note and playing the same character the Rock's always playing The Rock. Exactly. And that's not a bad thing because <laughs> okay. I'm there to see The Rock. I'm not I'm not there to see Sleepy Bruce Willis. I promised myself I wouldn't get wrapped up in that again, but but there I am. But but no, that's I I have um I've discovered like this kind of weird subgenre of the rock movies. You know, like uh, uh last year that they they did a terrible uh, remake of Baywatch. We went to go see it because it had The Rock in it. And you know what? He's pretty good in it because he's playing The Rock. Um, I, I, You know, for for fans of Dwayne Johnson, I would say go see it because you won't be disappointed if you're there specifically to see The Rock. And I think, and, and this, is, uh, this may be hyperbole, but I think that um, uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson is the biggest American movie star since Arnold Schwarzenegger, he's, he's well. I think finance wise, yeah, he's, isn't he the highest paid actor? Yeah, I mean, and he's he's to me, he's this generation's Arnold. He's the action well, it took hero. Him long enough. Well, the, yeah, because I, I remember when he started doing movies like uh, Rundown, or I think it was was yeah. one of the early ones. Doom. Oh God! And it's like, you know, when he first started acting, it's like I was hoping he'd become the uh, the new Schwarzenegger, the new Stallone. Yeah, it didn't happen. Like he, they were. Some of them were okay. Mm-hmm. Others were bad. Yeah. But now it's kind of like, uh, you know, he's got be- he's doing better roles. Absolutely. And I wonder if it's just the choice that choices he's making or just if he's just that much better of an actor or I, I don't know. Because, like, you go back and watch him promo as The Rock and it's like, yeah, that. Give me that in a, you know, as as an action hero. And I think that's what he's doing. Yeah. And I, I think it's great. And I for me, I think it was right about the time he started showing up in them Fast and Furious movies. I think I think that's what really kind of turned it around for me, because I think prior to that, he had been doing like, you know, kids movie stuff. Yeah, like Two Fairy and whatnot. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's what I was thinking of. And, and 
So, like, you know, for example, of, you know, th- this idea of, quote unquote, the rock movie, we went to go see the the new Jumanji. It's pretty damn good, actually. Really? Yeah. I I, I wasn't disappointed. And it's, um, you know, and, and not to tangent too much, but I think there's like enough homage paid to the concept of the, it's a sequel. It, it's very much a sequel. And they, they make that known. Um, and there's, you know, little nods um, to that, and it's way more respectful than I was expecting it to be. It's not bad. And again, he's he's playing The Rock, but he's playing The Rock in the way that you want him to. And it's, again, it's actually a pretty big recommend for me. I, I, I think you'd get a kick out of it, actually, because okay. because there's... There, as a gamer, there's stuff that will piss you off where it's like, that's not a thing that you're doing that wrong. But then there's other stuff where they kind of get it right. And you're like, oh, I see what you're doing there. Right. Um, so, I mean, yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd, I'd actually recommend that. But but yeah, no, I um, again, he, he's playing the rock here, but I like him. I, I really like what he what he does here. He's funny. Like, uh, you know, like I, I like the scene and, you know, it's shown in the trailer where he's like knocking the guy out. He's like, oh, that's a big arm. Don't, don't fight don't it. Don't fight it. I mean, I, I love that. I love that kind of stuff. Uh, let's segue to the monsters. How sure. do you think of his relationship with George or how they played off each other? I thought that was great. Yeah. Um, and I mean, you know, so much of it is shown in the trailers. Um, but there's an aspect of it that isn't shown that like, I, I like George flipping off the rock. (laughs) Exactly. He's George is a little more mischievous than, than I think that, that he's shown in, in those trailers. And I really like that. And I, God damn it. I, I liked how they paid it off at the end. Oh yeah. I uh, actually liked that. You, you, you think George is dead. Yeah. And rock's super super, dead. You think, and rock's all super sad about it. He's getting teary eyed. And and you kind of see George, like he either breathed or he kind of. It's like his eye moved. And rock was like, did did you just open your eye? (laughs) And George opens his eye again. He's like, I I saw that. (laughs) And George just starts laughing at him. Yeah. He's kind of saying, you were, you were crying. The rock like, no, I was not crying. <laughs> yeah, and just, you know, the... Um, it, it, it felt like a buddy cop moment. Absolutely. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, I I don't know if I need another one of these, though. Well... Because, I mean, you, you brought up the aspect of buddy cop, and it's like, well, you know... I, you, I don't think there's anywhere you can go. Because, like, really you, you killed Ralph and George, or Lucy, or Lizzie. Lizzie, yeah. Well, no, I take that back. Uh, some of those later... Rampage movies. I think they introduced or Rampage games. <laughs> they introduced new monsters or something. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, and and I, I think this was a one and done. I think so. Um, and, and I don't know how successful it was financially or not. Um, yeah, so it, I I don't think we're getting a sequel, but I mean, it, it was a hell of a lot of fun. And unlike say in like Pacific Rim, I think every. Um, <sighs> Everybody knows what movie they're in in this movie. Yeah, they, they they know it's a silly video game movie. Yeah, and and everybody is chewing the scenery. I mean, it's like you. I mean, you've got like you know Jeffrey Dean Morgan showing up with like his pearl handled pistol and his giant belt buckle and like this this weird country fried yeah. accent that he's got like going a total on. Total cowboy. Yeah, and and uh, you know he he was a lot of fun. Yeah. And uh, you know, I mean, even like the like the 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 corporate villain lady, you know, she's, she she. I don't want to say she was hammed up, but she definitely felt like 
borderline Resident Evil villain. Yeah, but, that's exactly but, what but I was in a thinking. Good way. Yeah, yeah, because I mean, and again, everybody's having fun here. You know, everybody is, you know, uh, uh, chewing the scenery. And uh, yeah, I mean, again, and, and it's funny. So, like, you have like Joe Manganello that shows up early in the movie. He doesn't make it past the halfway part of the movie, which I thought was kind of surprising. Yeah. Uh, maybe because they, they didn't want to have a... Um, <laughs> because, you know, Joe Manganiello and Jeffrey Dean Morgan kind of look the same. I mean, they're they're both kind of like that that tall, stocky, older, uh, gray-in-the-beard white guys. Yeah. So I, I think, yeah, I think you can only have one of those characters. Um, but... Uh, what what'd you think about how uh, George, of, of all the monsters... George is the only one who didn't really mutate. He just got bigger. Just got bigger, yeah. Where whereas uh uh Ralph, which actually, you know, I, I really you know, I, I, I was like super nitpicky and I'm still my nitpicks haven't changed, but I that was one of my more favorite line deliveries. Uh yeah, it's like, oh, the internet, oh, they're calling him Ralph and he does kinda like I, this face to it. I, I thought that was just a, a nice nod to that's the the monster's name or in the game. Yep. Yeah. See, and I, I I I really appreciated that. I saw. I I liked what they were doing. But but yeah, I I did think it was interesting that yeah, George just kind of gets bigger, whereas you know the the other two very clearly change, including like now. Okay. See, now it's been a while since I've played the classic version. Does uh does Ralph fly in the game? No, nobody flies. I didn't think so. Cause yeah, it's uh, basically you get around by like scaling up the buildings. You just, I mean, again, it's very rudimentary, but, but yeah, no, and, and I don't. They're also all, they're all uh, bipedal. Right. Very true. Now, uh, so I don't know why they made that change. I think it was just to make them, well, well, if it's just a giant wolf, that seems hardly imposing. Because at least with a giant gorilla, there's more to that. And and even with uh, Mm -hmm. Lizzie being a giant alligator, there's. An alligator's pretty vicious when it's moving around and whatnot. True, but but I mean, alligator almost runs into the Aquaman problem. If if there's no water, there's no, even, it's, on, even on even on land, they're pretty bad or like they're pretty pretty quick. True, uh, that that's fair. I don't know for some reason, I, and it sounds like our 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 reads on it are a little differently. I just I just feel like the alligator just kind of got got shafted like i mean like the wolf is featured pretty prominently well, is kind of set think up with, i think with lizzie she was supposed to be like the big surprise at the end kind of like the uh like the uh giant kaiju at the end of pacific rim 2 oh okay you know that kind of makes sense they 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 tease her when like when they when uh the corporate lady turns mm-hmm. on the uh beacon yeah yeah the sonic disruptor you, thing you kinda, sure you see some riffle in the everglades and then Lizzie is swimming off, mm. and she, she's over in the uh, Florida Everglades, so she's got a longer way to go than uh, Ralph or George. Right. So, so yeah, I, I think it was just kind of like a big, big uh, unveiling for the end, uh, the third act. Yeah, that's a that's a really good point. Um, yeah, I hadn't thought to read it like that, but yeah, that that's that's a really good point. And I also um, the the reveal that Ralph can fly. Well, that was in the trailer, so it wasn't a surprise. Well, but they did it better in the trailer. Like, you know, he's shown to be flying very early in the movie, like when he's attacking the commandos right. and stuff. And you kind of so like when Rock has that line, it it doesn't. It I don't doesn't. Think that line was in the movie, or, or no? I'm thinking of a different line. Though the, the uh, of course the wolf flies. That was in there. 
Yeah, that one was in there. But but yeah, there. Oh, oh no, it was the uh, it, well in the trailer. The Rock was like, the only thing missing was a giant alligator. That, right. that line was not in the movie. That, you're right. That that was yeah. I was thinking of the same thing. It's like I know there there was a line or two that you know was very deadpan that didn't make it in the in that that was it. Um, but yeah, no, I uh, again hell of a lot of fun. Um, but man, it, man, Ralph bought it hard. <laughs> that that was pretty brutal. Like, I, like a, if you haven't seen it, everybody listening of, The Rock tricks Ralph to. Fly into Lizzie because <laughs> because the rock's in between Lizzie and Ralph, right, right, and they're both charging at him. Mm-hmm. So he just he basically dodges out of the way, and Ralph lands in Lizzie's mouth, and Lizzie just rips his head off, <laughs> just tears it right up. That was uh, and and you know, in terms of like you know, computer generated monster combat, that that was it looked it looked good, it looked really good, and, and it was all in the middle of the day. Yeah, I mean, th- there's there's no uh, dark rain to to hide behind, and you know, CG was pretty good. Yeah, pretty good. Um, I don't and know. Also, the uh, when they're all when Lizzie, George, and Ralph are attacking San Francisco. Uh huh. There's no the city's been evacuated. It's all okay. <laughs> there's there's some stakes going on. Yeah, and and you can you can see. That you know, like people are like in the buildings that are that are there. I mean, there's there's some serious toll here. Yeah, Dave and Buster's buys it hard. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> R.I.P. Dave and Buster's. But but that 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 reminds me of a um, a couple things I wanted to mention. One is I kept waiting for you know, like you you talked about the the mechanics of the game are very rudimentary in that like. But the thing like you get health by like. Punching into buildings and like taking people out and eating them. Yeah, nice reference to that. When uh, when George ate the uh, corporate lady. Okay. Yeah. So and I, I guess I needed more. I, okay. I just wanted to see somebody like actually like reach into and grab. I, I think I needed it just a little more on the nose. But you're right. That that's well, yeah. Well, you sort of got that when they were when li- the monsters were climbing up that. The uh, corporate building to destroy the beacon, right? Just like in the video game, they that you can climb buildings and whatnot. Yeah, see, and I like that. I'm and just the, like and, I see where and you can also knock down buildings, and they knocked it down. <laughs> yeah, see, and I, and all of that, even like the way the building came down, it's yeah. like you know, it was you know, kind of a little cartoony kind of. Uh, oh yeah, it, it <laughs> fell over rather than collapsed. Yeah, see, and, and I think uh, you know, um, I, I think. City destruction has uh, maybe gotten a little too realistic for my taste, and maybe a post nine eleven world. Because uh, I mean, well, I mean, you, again, you you watch that that Man of Steel movie, and just the the way the the building destruction is is yeah. portrayed, I'm like, I think I think I liked it better when we all thought that in movies buildings just kind of fall down like dominoes or like Legos. And I think I think the way it's depicted in uh, Rampage, it kind of tries to split the difference a little bit. You yeah. get you get that 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 movie magic and it, you know it's it's realistic, but it's not so realistic where it's like, ooh, that's that's a little uncomfortable how realistic that is. Yeah. Um but no, I I so I liked how that was portrayed, but but there that you bring up a really good point at, about um, George that I wanted to talk about. At this point, I mean, like, um, you know, 
Georgia's killed people. Yeah. A bunch of people. And so it it I I had a weird feeling as like the 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 movie was ending. It's like, you know, so like we thought he was dead and you know, you know, sacrifices himself and all that other stuff. You know, kind of like you know, uh, uh, you know, balance is there and, you know, he kind of, you know, made good and all that other stuff. But then for him to be alive and we're cracking jokes. And again, I laughed at those jokes. I thought it was great. But at the same time, it's one of those things where, like, after you leave, it's like, wait a minute. He totally ate that lady. But besides that, think about all them other people. It, it's it's the Superman and Man of Steel problem <laughs> in that your hero has, you know, uh, uh Oftentimes indirectly, but other times explicitly directly killed a bunch of people. And I don't know, it's, it was it was just kind of a weird thing that, a weird feeling that sat with me. Yeah. It, I don't know, it, at least in this movie, it doesn't bother me that it's just because of how silly it is, the whole movie is. Sure, sure. Whereas Man of Steel, it's very serious. Yeah. You know, and, and it is a bigger problem there. You're, uh, um, I get that, but yeah, it was, it was just, it was just one of those weird, weird kind of feeling things. I'm like, because yeah, I mean, like you know, uh, with the uh, the corporate lady, it's it was you know kind of like a fuck yeah moment. It's like yeah, eat that bitch, <laughs> and you know, in fact, I think even in our screening there was like a couple like woohoos. Now we we were we were in a theater where like you know it's one of those fancy ones where you get like like food and drinks and stuff. So like you know maybe maybe we had a few sweet colas and. And, um, and, and, but anyway, it was, it was really kind of the, the, the ideal way to see this type of movie. In fact, when I was talking to my wife, I was like, Hey, we, uh, we gonna go see Rampage. And she's like, well, if we go to this theater, I'll, I'll, I'll go with you. <laughs> yeah. The, 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 the regular century just wasn't going to quite cut it for this one. She, uh, she needed a little extra, um, uh, incentive. <laughs> so, uh, but, 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 but. With that, that inclined us to again just have a have a whole lot of fun with it. It was it was. I still think it should end with an exclamation point. It should be rampage. Well, it, <laughs> well, it was all caps. True. Yeah, so, fair enough. Because yeah, the the title of the movie, you don't see it till the end of the movie. <laughs> yeah, and and you know when it does come up, it does kind of hit hard. How uh, how do you feel about that anyway? I mean, this is way way off topic, but. It kind of bothers me when movies just kind of start. It's like, for me, it's like I I I, I kind of look at things from like like a James Bond perspective. Like anything that happens before the credits is kind of like a cold open, you know, kind of like like a little vignette or something like yeah. that or something. Or, or set, it sets up everything. Exactly. Yeah. Some kind of like prologue or prelude. Then you get to opening credits and then your movie starts. So in a movie with no opening titles, when does the movie actually start? It's like I, I guess, you know, after ninety minutes, I'm like, oh well, I guess the movie's starting. It's I don't know. It, it it's a dumb, weird uh, nitpick, but I, I think it's just a design choice. Yeah, I just I don't know. I don't know. I I, I guess I'm a sucker for title sequences and opening credits and stuff. I right. Again, taste and preference, I guess. But um, um, though that that space station sequence was pretty cool. I that was more alien than Alien Covenant. What the <laughs> hell. 
<laughs> you know what? If, if people had uh, Mike and Killing Spree bingo, they'd be like, you know, like, uh, uh, you know, mark a spot when somebody mentions Batman v Superman. But when 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 Killing Spree indignantly mentions Alien Covenant, that that that's like your free spot. Ben Ghost in the Shell. Jesus. <laughs> But yeah, no, you're you're right. Um, but I I thought it it was it was one of those things that was um, it was cool. But then like it gets a little uh, confusing in that like I like that like you know, like the the rat creature is scratching against the thing and you can see the glass breaking and and all of that. But then the thing I couldn't understand though is like okay, so the glass on the porthole shatters, but why would that? cause the capsule to explode uh that uh, what it is is um when it cracks open Mm -hmm. all the fire from re-entry goes into the escape pod oh well that makes far more sense because like the like um though i i asked that that question of somebody else and they're like oh well you know the explosion from the from the um uh space station you know enveloped uh, engulfed the uh the escape pod i'm like no that no thank you for that explanation that makes so much more sense now i yeah. get it because <laughs> um yeah i i i was just like but but why i mean i get because plot because movie but it's like but I, I guess I just wanted to see uh, uh, Homegirl just blasted out or something like that. Well, she was buckled in. She wasn't going to fly out. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's true. That's a good point. Oh, man. So um, what haven't we talked about with regards to uh, Rampage? I'm trying to. Oh, God. Probably the best shot of George is when, uh-huh. when he. Uh, when... I can't remember if it was like a, a, a support beam or uh-huh. something. But when he kills Lizzie, there's just a, yeah. a slow-mo shot of George. He's just got <laughs> this his, a war. He's got his war face going on. Ah, good point. It's, it's just so over the top and silly. I love it. <laughs> yeah, and and again, there's 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 a lot to like here. It's it, it is a whole lot of fun. It's it, okay. So. As we're kind of uh, wrapping up and kind of like doing our weird uh, uh, compare and contrast, obviously it goes without saying that Rampage is a better movie, objectively and subjectively, a better movie than Pacific Rim Uprising, right? I I would say so. Okay, very good. So so now that being said, is okay. So we know Pacific Rim Uprising is stupid. We figured that out from our from our discussion i mean we thought it was dumb before but then as we got talking it's like oh this movie is really stupid is rampage stupid um i would say it's more silly ah okay because with pacific rim the stupid stuff it's like it's more like stupid they didn't think or think it out properly yeah whereas everything in rampage they know what they're doing so and they're being purposefully silly self-awareness i I, basically yeah yeah no i i think you nailed it that's that because you know like we talked about earlier you know like all of the uh actors all the performers know what movie they're in and they're having fun doing it yeah and that encourages everybody else to have fun along with them something that doom should have been (laughs) yeah i wonder 
Coming back to a point we talked about earlier, you know, obviously uh, Doom was one of the, uh, you know, early uh, vehicles for uh, uh, The Rock, who, you know, and, and you know, I talked about, like, when, you know, he joined up in the, the Fast and Furious movies, maybe it was, like, with the name change, you know, when he stopped being billed as The Rock and actually well, started being Dwayne Johnson. I don't know. Yeah, Doom, he was billed as Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Oh, okay. If I remember. I have it on DVD, so I'd have to look. Sure. I'm almost positive it was Dwayne The Rock Johnson, because he had transitioned completely from The Rock to Dwayne. Yeah. Yeah, because, like, I mean, you know, obviously, like, when he first started, it was, and The Rock as the Scorpion King. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I well, think... kind of like how when Hulk Hogan started doing movies, he didn't go by his real name. Right. Right. Um, yeah, Hulk Hogan is Suburban Commando. <laughs> <laughs> that movie is bad, uh, but anyway, yeah, no, I, uh, um, I wonder if you know because like we've talked a lot about remakes and reboots and and things like that. Could the Rock, Dwayne Johnson, as we know him now, go back and actually do a legitimately good Doom movie? Oh, I know that's completely out of left field. By just I, I was just thinking on that. I. I don't know, just because the way the Doom games are, like the the Space Marine, like he, mm-hmm. oops, the character never had really had a, a name to begin with, right? But I, well, if they're gonna do a Doom movie, it would be way closer to, uh, or I'd imagine it'd be way closer to uh, the most recent Doom, mm-hmm. like how the Doom movie that The Rock was in was closer to Doom Three than any of the others at the time. Oh, okay. So you'd have a a silent protagonist for that one. Hmm. Interesting. So in that case, yeah, yeah, it's kind of hard to reconcile that because, yeah, you would want like a it's weird because like you. Hmm. Yeah, I talked myself in a circle on that. I I don't know how to reconcile that because like because like in a sense, I, I guess my whole point was like thinking, you know, again, Dwayne Johnson, The Rock, as we know him now. I think he would put in a much better performance than he did. But I'd also assume he would be the uh, protagonist in it, then, rather than the uh, a supporting role later antagonist, like in the first Doom movie. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It, it would. It would be a completely different movie. It would be. You know, if you have his name above the title, then it. It would probably be. Well. It wouldn't be all that dissimilar to Rampage here in that, like, you know, there's probably not there probably wouldn't be a lot of connective tissue to the game to where, like, you know, you as a fan of the Doom franchise, you'd probably there'd probably be all kinds of shit to piss you off there. You'd be like, this 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 isn't my Doom. This this is a this is a The Rock movie. (laughs) So, Um, yeah. Yeah. Weird tangents are weird. It it was it was just something that that just popped into my head as we were as we were sitting here talking about uh, talking about the rock. Um, But, yeah, I mean, I mean, at this point, I don't feel like he can do any wrong. Like like I'm I'm actually stoked to watch this not Die Hard movie that he's in, you know, where it's like Die Hard with a fake leg or something like that. I mean, that that looks dumb as fuck, but I am going. And I remember, like, every time I saw a trailer for Rampage, I would say this out loud, much to my poor wife's embarrassment. I'm like, yep, that looks dumb, but I'm going. I don't care that it's dumb. I'm going. Because, yeah, I mean, just just so hyped for it. And and I, I'm kind of in that in that same space with a skyscraper. It it looks dumb, 
it looks like a, a, a bad diehard knockoff. But it looks like it takes itself seriously. Yeah. Whereas Rampage clearly didn't. Yeah, and, and we'll see. Maybe maybe that's going to be the rare The Rock misfire. In fact, um, I, I thought that up until I saw a commercial for it during the Super Bowl uh, a handful of months ago, I, I thought it was a fake movie. Because, like, I saw an image of it, and it's, like, of uh, The Rock jumping off of, like, the crane towards the building. And it's at, I'm like, that's not a real movie. That, that's, like, some kind of weird parody. It's like those, like, Australia tourism commercials cleverly disguised as a Crocodile Dundee sequel. I'm like, right. this isn't real. I'm like, oh, this is a real movie. Yeah, screw it. It's The Rock. I, I, I'm going to watch. Yeah. <laughs> so. Um, but, yeah. So, and I was... I was going to mention, oh, so (laughs) this is me attempting to segue. I may or may not nail it or not. Um, And in fact, talking about it automatically negates it. But at at the beginning of the movie where, you know, we first meet George, we see it in the trailer. um, The gal that's that's with them. It was it was kind of weird because I didn't notice this in the trailer, but I noticed it in the movie. She's uh she's dressed a whole lot like Laura Dern's character in Jurassic Park. I was like, it's like, is she doing some like because it was like the same style of shorts and the same oh. style of tank top. Oh, okay, and, I see what you're talking about. Yeah, it was like I'm like, is she doing like some Dr. Sadler uh, um I've, cosplay there or something? It was I I just assumed the way they were they were all dressed like it was just some stereotypical. Yeah. Uh, clothes you'd wear in a jungle. Or yeah, whatever. It, it was it it was it was a stretch. I'm trying to get us towards talking about Jurassic Park and well, Jurassic World. Of. But yeah, exactly. But but so I mean, so before we before we fully embrace that, any, anything else on Rampage that that we've that we missed that uh, that you want to mention? Not really. Just really fun movie. I'm totally gonna buy it day one when it comes out on ah, Blu-ray. Day one, okay. And I'm definitely gonna try and get a hold of like those. One of those Japanese posters because they look great. Yeah, you you are super hyped for that uh, uh, for that poster. That's it's really cool. Hype would be the word to describe that poster. Just what's going on. <laughs> Very cool. So uh, uh, so speaking of hype, um, yeah, why don't uh, why don't we start talking about stuff that. More stuff that you are super hyped for. I mean, this this is totally like the the killing spree hype hour. Right. So uh, obviously, Jurassic World: Fallen Kingdom's coming out this uh, summer. Mm-hmm. Uh, can't remember exactly what day. June something or other. Yeah. I'll look it up while I'm trying to talk. Okay. Very good. But uh, <laughs> I have been. I don't know if you were doing this when the when uh, Force Awakens came out, but I'm trying to struggle to avoid too much. TV spots and trailers that might spoil the movie for me. With uh, with Force Awakens, I did for uh, so I I watched all the trailers. I think up until they started doing TV spots. I think like there there was like a Japanese international trailer that was like I want to say like five minutes or something like that. It had taken um, you know, it was kind of like uh, expanded looks at stuff that had already kind of been in other trailers and combined them. And then after I saw that, I'm like, you know what? I don't need to see anything else. And it was really kind of the same thing with uh, Last Jedi. Like, they did, like, a behind-the-scenes type of thing and all that, and I'm just like, you know what? 
I got what I need. So I, I, you know, tried to kind of avoid stuff, but yeah, every once in a while, like, like a, a TV spot would catch my eye or something like that. But, but in terms of like voraciously pursuing stuff, like, you know, like, like, uh, I mean, every once in a while I'll get like notifications on my phone. It's like, Hey, you know, the, the new, uh, uh last Jedi trailer is out. Watch it now. And I'm like, Nope. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so it was kind of like that, that, Kind of, sort of, actively, but not really kind of trying to avoid it. Well, that's what I've been trying to do with uh, Fallen Kingdom. Mm-hmm. I saw the uh, the first trailer where it just kind of... Sh- where The one where it ends with the, the T-Rex roaring in triumph over another dinosaur that it pinned down with its foot. Yeah, yeah. Like, that was supposed to be it. Like, okay, <laughs> I saw enough. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I, I was doing a pretty good job of it, because, like, uh, whoever does the toys, uh, Hasbro, I think. Okay. They were revealed, and I was like, "I'm not gonna look. I am not gonna look." And I, I haven't seen them set yet. I, I remember that you're like, "Nope, nope, not doing it." Oh, and then uh, there was a, uh, there was a teaser for the final trailer, and it was like, "The final trailer is coming out next week." And it's like, I really should avoid it, mm-hmm. but my inner child is super hyped for this movie, <laughs> and it doesn't help that this year is the 25th anniversary of Jurassic Park. Yeah, see, I mean, they know what's up. Yeah, like, if you can't tell by listening to me, Jurassic Park is my Star Wars. I, that, that Ninja Turtles defined my childhood. Mm-hmm. But so, yeah, the, 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 I see it on Twitter, like, the tra- the final trailer's out. I was like, oh, okay. I, I click on it. Oh, and oh, buddy. I, <laughs> this final trailer spoils the movie hard. Like it, it spoils a huge uh, plot point. So, yeah. Uh, so yeah. Well, I guess it's not a spoiler <laughs> anymore because it's part of the trailer. Yeah. Well, see, and that's the thing. It's like you know, it gets into that that um, that weird space to where it's like, is it spoiled because of the trailer, or is it because it's in the trailer? It's not a spoiler. You know, it it, it it's. Well, it's no longer a spoiler, I guess, because ah. it's out. But yeah, the the whole going to the island to save the dinosaurs from a volcano, mm-hmm. it was a front. Uh, uh, what what's her face? I'm uh, sure she has a name, but I, you mean uh, Bryce Dallas uh, Howard? Yeah. Uh, there's a scene in the news trailer where she's like, "They lied," mm-hmm. and, and they and you see them on a beach, soaking wet. Yeah, presumably having just escaped from the ruins of the of the, the park. pod that got knocked off the cliff that was in the uh, first trailer. Right, right. So yeah, the whole point was, I guess, to get some dinosaurs. So that's, I guess, what I'm assuming what's left of Engine. Yeah, because we see a shot of Doctor Wu. <laughs> that dude cannot get away. Well, he, he's the, he's in all this. It, I mean, I mean, good for BD Wong for for uh, continuing to be employed. But oh, oh yeah, it's, it's nice. so funny. Like his well, going off a side tangent. Yeah, his character had a much bigger role in the Jurassic Park novel than he yes. did in the movie. Mm-hmm. So it, so it, it's nice to see that character or more of him. Yeah, yeah, to kind of, kind of get his due. Yeah, you're yeah. you're right. But yeah, so basically the whole point was to get some dinosaur DNA to make a new hybrid to weaponize it. Yeah. Cause that was kind of like a plan for the Indominus Rex. Cause the, I guess the uh, weapons branch of engine, mm-hmm. they were like, they were the, I'm forgetting his name or 
character named Chris Pratt's uh, boss. Oh, right. Uh, uh, the Vincent D'Onofrio character that, yeah. that gets yeah. Yeah, killed he, off at the yeah, end. Yeah, he was looking to uh, basically have the Raptors be soldiers almost. Right. Yeah, that that was that was basically his uh, his sole interest and motivation, and and it's interesting. And I apologize if I'm interrupting you, but uh, I I want to I, I want to give you huge kudos and credit because like I remember we were talking about yeah you know, I mean th- this had to have been over a year ago, and it was like you know it had to have been like well well what do you think's gonna happen you know because like I think I was kind of. Uh, positing that, well, where do you go? You know, they, they, the, you know, what, what kind of uh, sequel potential is here? And you, you told me then you were like, well, they're going to pick up that plot point of trying to weaponize the, the, um, either the raptors or the dinosaurs or something. I mean, I mean, you, you called that a really long time ago, and yeah, I and did, didn't I? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, you, I don't even know if you remember that or not, but yeah, you totally called that. Okay. So yeah, that that appears why there's now. This was spoiled me a long time ago, but yeah. it's the Indoraptor is its name. Oh okay. So it's basically a big Velociraptor, but it's a hybrid of other dinosaurs. Mm. Don't know what exactly, but uh, from what I gathered in the trailer, I'm guessing this operation to or disguised operation to get the dinosaurs off the island is the second attempt. Okay, because we see the Mosasaur again. Mm. And for anybody that uh, doesn't know what a Mosasaur is, the, the Mosasaur was that big, giant sea reptile that took out the Indominus Rex at the end of Jurassic World. Oh, okay. So when we see a an underwater shot, uh, it looks like it. It very much looks like the remains of the Indominus Rex. Mm-hmm. And then you see the next shot is the Indominus uh, Rex Rex going after a helicopter. And this is all in like a night shot or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So. I'm assuming that's like the first attempt, like they were trying to get the Indominus Rex uh, remains. Gotcha. But th- this is all uh, theory on my part. Yeah, yeah, speculation, sure. But 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 to your point, though, I mean that trailer shows pretty much the whole damn movie, and it, was- and it shows the Indom- uh, the uh, Mosasaur got out of the lagoon. <laughs> there's a, it's a really cool shot. Yeah. But goddamn it, it spoils that that happens that. There's a there's a big surf and there's there's a bunch of surfers on on it, <laughs> and you could see the outline of the the, the uh, mosasaur and it's going after one of the surfers. Yeah, you you know that poor bastard's gonna be lunch. I mean, because yeah. I mean, you know that's how that shot's gonna end. Just just uh, uh, with a with a huge chomp there. I I think. Um, and we but, also get more of Chris Pratt teaming up with Blue. Yeah, and they really kind of spoil the hell out of that, too. I mean, and it's really, it looks like there's going to be a part of this movie that's going to be like a team-up type of thing, and I'm there for that. that I mean, because yeah, I, I enjoyed the team-up, or the very brief team-up at the end of Jurassic World that they had. Exactly. I mean, that's like the iconic shot, you know, where he's like on the buggy and they're all running with him, and it's like, and if, if you tap into some of that... And, you know, do some, like, I mean, because they even look like they're kind of, like, even doing some, like, uh, combat and fighting together. Like, you know, kind of, like, working together. Uh, what there. I can't figure out, though, is this is this going to be, like, in a suburban setting? Or is this, like, a, some weird compound that's off on some field? I don't know. Yeah, because. Or an I, island. Well, because I, I remember back when you were kind of in uh, trailer lockdown, I had seen a trailer 
Oh, this was a Super Bowl. Oh, trailer. the Super Bowl trailer. You're right. You're right. Um, and I was like, because I had made a joke previously. I'm like, yeah. So this is basically going to be the Lost World, just called Fallen Kingdom. And, uh, and I was being a smart ass. And you're about like, it. you're like, oh, yeah, what the fuck are you talking? You full of shit. And, and then no, it you, was not like that. You no, know, it was. It wasn't even like that at all. No, I was uh, just being a smart ass. Like, I don't remember the Lost World having a. Volcano. I don't remember any. <laughs> that's right. Genetic that's, or uh, hybrids. <laughs> that's what it was. That's I was just what being it, a smartass. You're right. You're right. But that. But then watching it, it's like you know. You, I'm like all. All I know is I saw dinosaurs in a suburban neighborhood, and now watching this new final trailer. You just see the the uh, Indoraptor in the uh, little girl's room. Yeah. See, and to me, that's that's screaming more compound than than suburban. Uh, suburban environment, so may, maybe a lot, maybe a little less uh, lost world than I was initially thinking. Yeah. Uh, See, I got I got to find ways to troll you somehow because I'm 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 not very good at it, but every once in a while I can find something. <laughs> no, no, I yeah, I, I you're a lot easier to troll. Than... Oh my god, right? <laughs> but uh. <sighs> Yeah, Fallen King, Kingdom trailer spoiled the fuck out of that movie. Yeah, um, still gonna watch it. I yeah, mean, yeah. still, uh, still looks really cool. And and again, maybe maybe that speaks to the reason why you like Pacific Rim, Uprising, and Rampage have already you know come and gone in theaters. So maybe that you know uh, uh, movies like Jurassic World they were gonna be coming out in June. You know, will. Well, uh, uh, I suspect that they picked June for Jurassic World 2 because it's the same month that Jurassic Park came out. Yeah. And it, it's... This one's coming out June 22nd. Okay. For, uh, yeah, Jur- Jurassic uh, World 2. Mm-hmm. And Jurassic Park, that... Uh, when did that come out? Or what day? Come on, work internet. June <laughs> 11th. Ah, yeah. So, so like, basically a, a 25 years and a week after the fact. It's not bad. Yeah, I mean it, it's it's kind of cool when uh, when you can nail that, and you know you you've said that um, obviously uh, Jurassic Park is your Star Wars, and again that that was that was the thing you know back in the day, like you know all the the Star Wars movies would come out, you know, kind of like kind of sort of that that Memorial Day weekend, you know, kind of like around May twenty fifth. Um, up until the Disney era, and then it they kind of all about up. the Christmas time. Yeah, it, it, and now it's just like pick one. <laughs> you can't have it. Yeah, Solo's not coming out until uh, it's coming out next month rather than Christmas, which I thought was weird. It's it, it yeah it, it it's frustrating because again it's like pick one. And I didn't mean to get uh, uh you know wrapped up in that um anymore, but yeah no I it just um. I, I, I think it's cool. I, I think um I, I think when you can put it out on a uh anniversary like like the big twenty five for, for Jurassic Park, I think that's hopefully that doesn't mean that they um you know compromise the production at all. Um Well it's not like with Star Wars where they're yearly th- there was a yeah. good chunk of time between Jurassic World and Fallen Kingdom. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, so yeah, we'll. Uh, I mean, because that that was what uh, three years ago. So that something that, like that. that seems about right. So yeah, it came out the same year as uh, Force Awakens. That's right. Yeah, and that and that's see. Okay, so you know, we we we've always talked about the show that we're never going to do. Oh, it's the not, running gag. But yeah, so it's the running gag of you know what uh, um, 
I don't even remember the joke anymore. I'm it getting was, tired. Well, it was, uh, which is the better sequel? Well, that's how it started. Yeah, okay, that's okay. And then it then it was like, you know, is it a sequel? Is it a reboot? Is it a remake? You know, that, that kind of thing. But, but I think now we may have to kind of, after we uh, watch uh, Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom, it would almost be interesting to compare that with uh, The Last Jedi. To see which one of those. Oh, the follow-up. Okay. Yeah. And and maybe that's something. I mean, I mean, we've already talked ourselves blue in the face about about uh, um, The Last Jedi. But I, I, I was thinking about that um, a handful of weeks ago. It's like, yeah, we're never doing this uh, Force Awakens versus Jurassic World uh, episode. But, yeah, you know, it'd be interesting to put put a Last Jedi up against. I, more or less what I'm trying to say is I, I hope, I, I sincerely hope that Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom is not The Last Jedi. I would hope that, too, because it, it, <laughs> they've already announced a third Jurassic World. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. All right. So it's like, oh, God, everything's becoming a franchise. Or, well, Jurassic Park was already a franchise by the time Jurassic World came out. but Technically, yeah. But it's like, oh, man, come on. Gotcha. <laughs> and that will do it for this week's show. Uh, thank you for hanging with us through a double episode week. Um, and, you know, whether whether this is your first time listening or um, <laughs> you've listened more, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm even more apologetic about the Death Wish part. Yeah, no kidding. And incidentally, go back and check out our, uh, our show about Death Wish, which is probably... I would say maybe our most controversial episode ever because we were talking about like guns and Death Wish and Bruce Willis, but we also talk a lot about like so, some social political stuff. Yeah, yeah, uh, you know, uh, points of inclusion and gratuitous inclusion and all kinds of. And other. all from the perspective of some crackers. <laughs> I love that. Uh, if you'd like to check out any of my past shows, including uh, those old college radio shows I used to do on KGRG, and again, thank you to KGRG management for not calling the authorities on me, and uh, uh, thanks to uh, the KGRG one. Uh, studio for for having us here uh subscribe on soundcloud google play music the stitcher radio app and on apple podcasts like share rate and review the show wherever you find it and if you do leave a review leave a review jesus um uh let me know and i'll give you a shout out and i'll read your reviews on the air like us on facebook follow us on twitter and instagram all at mike cybert radio and write into the mailbag mike cybert radio at gmail.com killing spree this has been a whole lot of fun yeah, hopefully you won't get kicked off after our Death Wish episode. <laughs> <laughs> uh, where can people find you on the internet? Twitter, at Late Night Death. I also have a Gab account, same handle. I really need to use that one, too. <laughs> but primary, basically Twitter. All right, very good. Um, all right, so this has been Mike Cyber Radio. My name is Mike. I am Killing Spree. And until next time, make good choices. Or really bad ones. <laughs> Later. Later. 
And hey, since you're still here, I want to remind you that I will be a guest co-host this week on the Autopod Decepticast, along with Aaron, Ryan, and Caleb. Episode number 58 drops this Sunday, April 29th, and we're talking the death of Ultra Magnus and more during your weekly minute-by-minute breakdown of 1986's Transformers the Movie. It's going to be a whole lot of fun. You won't want to miss that. You can listen to the Autopod Decepticast on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and TuneIn. Follow them on social medias at APODDCast and their web presence. I love web presence. AutopodDecepticast.com. We'll see you then.